0: Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today we've got a special guest interview. We've got uh, Coach K, that's Joel Kalshoff. He is the CEO of Athena Education. And Joel, man, I want to thank you for joining us. I know it's a different time over there another other side of the world, but I appreciate you hopping in and sharing some of your knowledge. I've seen, and we've talked a little bit about a lot of what you do, uh, we, we both believe in education as being the key to, to help it move, move crypto where it needs to go and move it forward. So man, tell us a little bit about your platform, Athena Education, and some of the other things that you've done in the crypto space.
1: All right, man. Well, thanks for having me, Wayne. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a long journey in crypto, about six years now since I started. And I'll just kind of get into what I do in the space uh, quickly, a quick overview so I don't bore everybody with that. Uh <laughs> So Athena Education, it started off as Cryptocurrency Education. We rebranded in uh, 2018 to uh, Athena Education because we started our own company December 2017 called uh, Athena Enterprise Software. And what that is uh, with the mindset that I have is I educate people about crypto so they stop getting scammed. So starting in 2017, late I started looking at all my friends getting scammed, and I was like, someone needs to be out there really, truly educating, and I, I taught in high school for eight years as an international educator, so I had a really good background to help these types of people not get scammed, understand, like, what to look for. Have I been scammed? Yes, and if you haven't, you probably haven't been in this industry long enough yourself, but this is one of those things where... I really wanted to help other people and really teach them what the whole idea of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were trying to do with blockchain was. So we started at Athena Education and the whole idea behind this is like giving people what they need and what I realized is most people want to learn how to trade, they want to learn about how to make money. Obviously that's what drives people at the at the start to to the industry and then we usually see that tech is not as important for them but the idea is you get them involved, you get them the first Bitcoin or the, the first part of a Bitcoin, for example, and they start looking at it and going, oh, this is interesting when they see it increase in value uh, in 2017, and then when it decreases, they're like, what happened? And then I had some guy that I, I introduced recently say, hey, man, it went back up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and he's like, it's a to again, I can't believe it. So getting them involved like that, and then Athena, uh, our platform that we created was a lot of things. So the first thing it is, Number one, it's educational. So giving people an understanding of what cryptocurrencies are. Uh, we made a course for that. You have a free course for like, you know, five videos. Really just getting the basics. You, don't get, you know, so you know how to use your private keys, etc. We have a couple other courses that we're developing right now. I'm developing my trading strategy into a course so that it helps people understand why they should trade, how they should trade, and more importantly, the mindset behind trading because it's probably the hardest part And we also built this trading system because we noticed that, or I personally noticed that Binance didn't let you do a lot of things at the same time. Number one, being that you can't have a stop loss and a gain at the same time. So basically you either kick your gain or you stop out or you miss your stop out and you go to like minus 20 if you wanted to sell at minus 10. So these things were kind of a challenge for the average user coming in and the average user was using Binance. So we built a trading system that would let you do several different things. And make it really simple to use integrated trading view and you know simplify the whole entire process then uh, so from 2017 like i said i was started getting more involved i started advising a company called veracity if you if you guys watch like chico crypto or uh, some of the influencers like crypto arnie uh, there's obviously been some buzz around it recently being that we got a partnership a strategic partnership with finance uh season tweeted it and then now we're also on finance Dex. So that was really awesome and um, i'm helping a couple other projects some that i can't name because of ndas but the whole idea is i'm there for the people in the space and really there for the companies in the space to try and get them the mindset and understanding of ways they can make their tokens have more use case give them um a simplified version as a user so you guys if you watched my interview with maddox uh sandy Melwall, well the ceo of him of that network um, basically, I break it down into like a really simple, easy to understand uh, way to you know look at a project from the consumer view of going like, what the heck does this Matic Network thing do? And then when you kind of explain to them, it's like creating a place for like app applications to be developed, similar to Google Play Store. People go, oh, that's what it is. Okay, that makes sense to them. So that's kind of been my goal in the space. Really, is getting the education out there teaching people about what projects do. Also, the trading system is something that's just my passion. I really enjoy trading and I enjoy helping people learn how to trade. And also learning, uh, also people learning how to lose and how to win in trading because you don't win all the time and anyone that shows you that is usually lying. So showing them that yes, you can lose, yes, you can win, but it's about winning more than you're losing. And that's basically what I do. So again, thanks for having me on the show.
0: Oh, Nice, nice. All right, man, so we talked a little bit offline about, uh, about mindset, right? Yep. Uh, tell, me, tell me your insight on that because you've been helping people, teaching people for a while, and, and even when they know what to do, they don't do it. So give me, give me your, your insight on that, man. I really like their topic when we talked about that.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, mindset is probably the hardest part of either trading. Um, I would say when we're talking about mindset, usually it's about trading or investing. So you know, when you get involved with crypto, you have to first know that it's because it's such an infant. It's a really infantile industry right now. We're talking like gold has seven point something trillion uh, dollars already. That's just gold. Uh, So we look at you know crypto, and you know crypto doesn't even have a trillion dollars. We're at three hundred billion. The max we ever got to was eight hundred billion before the blow off top happened. And so it's a volatile asset. I mean, someone can take. $30 $30 million, put it into Coinbase and buy, and it will drive the price up a thousand or two thousand dollars potentially. So it is still a very new asset class. You have to first understand that it's volatile. And if you invest money that you can't afford to lose, you're gonna get very emotional and make a lot of mistakes. So the, the whole idea is to get started is put in something that you're willing to lose. Don't stress about it. So if you have a thousand dollars laying around and if you lost that thousand dollars, it wouldn't be the end of the world. That would be okay. If you had 10,000 like that, that would also be okay. And the idea is knowing that A, it is a little bit risky, of course, but the reward side, if you've looked at Bitcoin since its inception, is extremely large. Uh, There's an article and a thing I posted recently that 98.2% of the time that Bitcoin has actually been uh, created and around for has been profitable. So basically, you almost can't lose with this asset class, we have to think long term. And even during our bear market, everyone was like, oh my god, but it actually jumped from the low of 2016, about 3000 or $2,800. So we're really not in a, a bad space, but you have to be strong, like Warren Buffett says, you, take transfer, you transfer wealth from the patient to the inpatient. Um, the impatient to the patient, sorry, and why he says that is if you're trying to get rich quick, you're going to get absolutely destroyed in this industry because you're going to over leverage yourself. You're going to put way too much of your pot in one trade and you're going to lose. The whole idea of a mindset is actually getting you to a point where if you're investing, you're putting 3% of your capital at risk. You know, you're, going to have a tight, you're going to have a stop loss in a, a, a reasonable area based off of technical analysis. You're not gonna buy based off only fundamentals because that's how a lot of people do get wrecked. Um, And you're you're actually gonna make sound, educated, um, informed decisions. And so the idea of mindset for me is really teaching people like at first you are risking capital that you can afford to lose because yes, even though you could see it go 10X or even 20 or 30X, that capital you put in the market, you also could see it go minus you know, if you have a thousand dollars minus six, seven, eight hundred dollars and have two hundred dollars. So you have to understand that before you get getting started and then, you know, get into the mindset of, OK, I can handle that and be tough. That's why you see these really funny memes with like people on a roller coaster and there's like the people in the back are like, ah, they're like retail investors and the OGs from Bitcoin are like sitting there without even an emotion on their face, like I've ah, been here, done that. So the idea is to try to be more like those guys and be like, yeah, it went down to like Bitcoin the last four, since my birthday when it hit the all time high at like 14K almost, uh, it's dropped down to 10K and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, dude, like if you had invested in April, which is only a few months back, you'd be up like $6,000 on Bitcoin. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so what are you stressing out about? Uh, and getting them that mindset. And then when trading, it's the same idea You know, um, if you're going to cut, this is a big problem with people. They cut their losses and they take their gains too early. So that mindset of, okay, I trust my analysis. I'm either going to stop out on a trade or I'm going to hit my gain on the trade. I'm not going to take a stop loss because I see it go down 5% and be scared and cut it out. And I'm not going to take profit at 4% because that's not when you're supposed to take profit. You're supposed to hit your gain. So the idea really here is, Uh, teaching them can be pretty tough and strong um, and be able to get that education where they're like, okay, I know this can happen, but I'm gonna trust myself. And this is the hardest part is trusting you. If you're a new trader, trusting yourself is extremely difficult. When you see two or three trades not hit, you start thinking like you're the worst trader in the world and like, I'm not gonna be able to do this. Or if you see like, if you join a trading system, and they lose like three or four, you're like, oh man, this is gonna be garbage. But long term, it's all about you know, 50% at 1.5R will make you profit every month. So you don't even have to hit all your trades. You hit 50% and if you're the right risk to reward, you'll still be profitable that month, even with 40% on some strategies. So it's really about getting in the mindset of like, if you can let your strategy play out, and you're really doing what you're supposed to do, and you set it in and forget it, you don't watch the markets every second, and when you see Bitcoin drop or something drop, you don't freak out, then you know you really will be okay. And um, it's a really hard thing I find for most people to get to a point where they're like, okay, I set my trade, it was 11%, stop, it stopped out. You know, that's okay, that happens. And you know, if your next trade buzz up 22%, now you're good, you made your profit back, and then some. So, really giving them. Uh, the whole package is, is what I'm focused on. And the mindset actually is the most important part. I'm sure you've had this experience, Wayne, where your guys that, that are with you, you know, they've been like, Oh my god, they're freaking out and just be like, dude, like sit down, take a break take a break and you know, look at the markets long-term, go on a daily trend on the on a trading view and look at it. And tell me, is this like a really horrible thing? Go to the monthly and look at the monthly or the weekly chart and look from like 2015 and tell me, are you really freaking out about a little blip in the mirror? And you know, getting them like calm down. And I mean, emotional traders always lose money. Let's be real. Uh, I, don't think I, I don't think I know one trader That goes like, oh, it's going up, it's going down, or like gets too excited when it's up, or too excited or too scared when it's down, that makes money. Uh, And I like to do this thing where I listen with my eyes. Uh, It's something that I've made like kind of my quote listen with your eyes, because if you listen with your ears, a lot of people fill your brain with bullshit and bad information, and you start not trusting yourself. So I started looking with my eyes, and that could be reading the right material, that could be Um, watching what the market's reactions are. That could be just reading um, about, you know, what certain projects have been doing and not really listening to the noise behind it. And if you close your ears and you just read the right place, you don't over inform yourself about stuff, you start making a lot better decisions, uh, personally, what i found. And like Tiki Tawari even said it, he was like, let's look at what the the institutions have been doing the last, the bull bear market. And when I started like looking even deeper into that myself, i was like holy moly like you could see the movements of otc you could see a lot of the stuff institutions were loading up this whole entire bear market and i saw that and i was like guys you can see this They're, they're loading up they're getting more and more bitcoin they're taking more control of the industry and they're doing it via fear so you know the whole idea is to get the bankers out but if you sell all your bitcoin well guess who gets all the bitcoin the bankers and so you don't want them to have that because the whole idea is to kind of maybe not get rid of banks but Give them less control of our whole entire life, uh, of our lives. And this is where Facebook and LibreCoin, which I don't think is a cryptocurrency, but it's kind of like that step to, like, sticking to the demand. Um, so that's also interesting. So I'll let, I'll let you come and give your, your take, Wayne, on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I talk to people all the time, too, is is identifying a strategy and sticking with it. And uh, that, that whole part where you mentioned about, you know, not not you know constantly checking the price, I tell people all the time if if unless you're planning on selling, uh, you know, or are or, or, you know you don't have a stop set or you don't have a strategy in place, then that's when when you panic. And, and I teach people in the beginning, you know, some people they've got a long way before they learn how to trade when they first get into maybe you know getting an account set up, getting a wallet set up, and getting their first bit of crypto. So I tell those people unless you're going to be day trading, you don't need to be looking you know, refreshing whatever you, app you're using, whether it's Blockfolio or CoinStats or whatever, you don't need to be refreshing on your phone every 15 minutes. It's got to, you, your, your, your actions have to reflect whatever strategy you decide. Uh, but I tell <laughs> people always to, you know, always to move towards that learning how to trade. But even in the beginning, you know, we hear like the holders lost big time in 2018. But you know, who really didn't lose big time is you know, some people bought in at all time high and then they didn't buy anything else that whole time it was going down. And, you know, so they've got to wait, you know, for technically for them to be in a profit on, on what they've got invested. They've got to wait for that price to bounce all the way back. But yeah. the people that have been consistently, oh. buying, whether it's buying on the dips or having a dollar cost average strategy, those people are actually sitting really good right now too. I did a, uh, I did a scenario and one of the, uh, one of the classes that I teach where I was I was going through and I forgot the exact amount, but it was it was each it was a certain time every day, every month that they were buying uh, like a hypothetical. Like if you bought this amount, the same amount of, say, Bitcoin every month at the same time from and we started at like 17,000 and all the way down, all the way through till this was probably a month, month and a half ago, maybe. Yep. And their, their cost average on Bitcoin would have been around 6,600 you know, so they'd be sitting in profit right now versus that person that would have just bought in at 17k and never bought anymore. Uh, You know, so they may not have done as good as they could have done if they were trading and they, you know, increased their skill, but they, you know, it's just, it's, it's a mindset. People have to identify a strategy and stick with it. I agree with you. You can't get emotional. I've seen both sides where people will panic sell, but also I've seen people when they fomo buy. you know, when they're, they're chasing oh, yeah. the to try to make it happen. Yeah. And
1: you see like uh, recently I've had a lot of uh, messages and stuff from people like, what should I buy? What should I do? How do I get Bitcoin again? And I was like, oh boy, we're getting to that point again where we're gonna have a blow off top. I started feeling like that. I mean at 11.7, I got it on my long, and I saw it go up to like 14. I was like, oh man, maybe I did make a mistake. And then like a couple days later I was like, Nope, that was pretty much a good decision. Uh, and I exited other uh, my 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 not my long position um, on on Bitmex, but on my just my regular Bitcoin. I exited some of it at twelve thousand. I was like, started to think like, did I make a mistake there too? And then you know, it's I started looking at the weekly shooting star that we had started this week, and I was like, man, are we going down. And everyone was like, what do you mean? I'm like, we're going down. Like we're definitely going down. Just start selling some of your position just in case. And hedging out. And some people were like, why? And I was like, listen. You don't have to listen. This is not financial advice, but I'm hedging out. And like, you guys know that I don't lose as much as you do. So this is a good idea to do it. You can always buy your Bitcoin back and get more Bitcoin. Actually, if you wait, and, you know, buy it back and they're like, oh, okay. True. Some of them don't listen. They're like, Oh, I should have listened. And then it's, it's the whole idea of like, this is why I want to teach them why they should be looking at these things and, and really teach you how to like read a chart via price action. Via volume and via you know with some of the different strategies you can use like Bollinger Bands and RSI or Stoch or using Ichimoku Cloud and really giving them like the simplistic way of looking at the market and being able to make a informed decision. Now we all know in trading it's it's like as much as people don't want to call it gambling because there's definitely ways that you can um, stack the odds in your favor when it comes to trading. It is some, some similar. There's a lot of similarities and. This is why a lot of people that are in crypto are former uh, poker players and stuff like that. And the reason why we see guys like Doug Polk and stuff do well in crypto is they understand the fundamental side of like taking profit and getting out when they need to get out uh, and not being like, you know, too emotional based off, let's say if you have a, if a really good hand and someone's really like, or someone, and you look on the, on the, you know, on the table and you see someone has, you know, potentially to have a flush and you have maybe three aces and you're going, Maybe I should get out of that, you know, like even though I have a really good hand, I might be getting beaten in this one. Um, And you know, maybe they're bluffing or maybe they're not. So you have to start learning the same thing applies to the market, but with the market, like casinos always stack the odds, like one or 2% in their favor. You have to do the same thing. uh, And over time you always win. And this is the thing with like compounding your interest. So someone said to me like, I only have like 0.1 Bitcoin, like I'll never make money. And I'm like, you sure as hell will if you make trades Let's say you make two good trades every single day. So you have a 60 positive trades, you make 3% of that every single time. So you make 3% on, or let's say we say it's 20% on every every single time you make a good trade, I'm using 3%. Like over the course of a year, you'll have like top, a few Bitcoin probably, if not more, as long as you have like a decent trading strategy. And they're like, really? And I'm like, here, like take $100 and compound that uh, with 2% over the course of 180 days. Uh, and that, or 1% even over the course of 365 days. And they see the profit at the end of that. You're like, okay, that's only 1% a day. Um, you might have not even that much, but you're going up, right? And they see that. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, imagine you have a huge parabolic movement where everything starts to go crazy again and you start making 3% on your pot a day. And you do that for six weeks. Check how much that is from 0.1 BTC. And they're like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. I'm like, yes, because if you play the long game, you'll win. It's the people that come in the market, they're like, I have a Bitcoin, that's all the money I have. And they go and they put a Bitcoin on one trade, or they put half a Bitcoin on one trade. And that's how you get wrecked in this market. Even 0.1 Bitcoin on one trade, if you have one Bitcoin, is very high risk. It's a really high risk trade. So I would say, like, if you're going to start, and this is really good advice for anyone, and it's not financial advice, just advice for trading is, you know, 0.05 would even be risky. 0.03 might be your ideal number for getting into a trade. And you're like, oh, that's only a couple hundred dollars. You're like, yes. But if you make, if you put a couple hundred dollars into a trade and you do 10 positive trades and make $50 in those 10, now you have $500 more. Now you're trading with a little bit more every single time you trade. Then if you make another $500, you're trading with a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. So you're $50 for $50. $5 per trade, $60 per trade, $100 per trade. And that's how you make money trading. And once people get that mindset, they actually start to win in the trading game because they start seeing slowly they're making profit, but the slow profits turn to large, long, they turn to big profits fast because that compounding interest of like reinvesting your wins. And then the biggest piece of advice that I always tell people that no one took, and even myself, I didn't take enough of, is when you get to a point where you have so much profit that your original investment can be taken out and you can still continue on take your freaking original investment out that's a really good idea if you ever need money again or the bitcoin drops you'll have money to reinvest and get more bitcoin later than waiting for uh potentially it's a you know moon or whatever it's better to go okay i put in 40k i'm at 80k i'm taking my 40k out I'm gonna let the 40K ride, I and mean, they keep trading it. I can turn 40K into another 80K again, but here's the thing. Now, Bitcoin drops to like $4,000 again. I'm gonna buy 10 more Bitcoin, and if it goes back to 10,000, even better. So, giving that idea and that mindset also makes them not get wrecked. Like, the whole idea of getting wrecked is you lose all your money. And it's about, okay, when you're up, take the profit out. When you're down, put some, you know, put some back in, like you were saying. And so you don't end up like ever in a position where you're totally screwed. You actually end up in a position where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm sitting pretty. I got in. If you got your guys in at 6,600, they're like, cool, whatever. Bitcoin going back to 8,300, you know, where where that would tell us a new trend is starting. I don't think we're going to get that low, but it could happen. But if we get to 8,300 and the new trend starts, you know, maybe they'll just take some profit out. And if it goes down to like 4,000 again, they'll buy even more. So this is the idea of the strategy when you're trading. And um, you know, trading isn't all I do, but the mindset of trading goes into the investing game too. It's like you invest in an IEO or an ICO, and it goes up 10x, you know, take, take the 1x you put it out. Leave the 9x, play with other people's money. If you win in this market, use other people's money. Don't use your own. That's so much easier uh, long-term, if you're listening to this right now, It's easier long-term and it's not painful. If you see someone else's money because you made profit go and it goes down 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, you don't really care as much. And when you don't care as much in this market, you start to make huge gains because you're not emotionally attached to your trades. You're not emotionally attached to your holds. And it starts to like over the long-term really benefit you. So, um, and then another really big part, as we all know, from if you saw that video, uh, the, 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 altcoin video yesterday with the guy doing the Billy uh what's it called like that song. I'm gonna take you down to the hotel Did you see the altcoin video yesterday, Wayne?
0: Yeah, yeah. The um all time low or yeah the all-time low, that's right. So yeah. you
1: don't want to hold your altcoins to an all-time low. You really want to always have most of your crypto in uh you know Bitcoin or into some of the top tens. Uh and the reason being is we really are a speculative asset when you're talking about most of the lower level projects and a lot of them don't really have good use cases, but have nice pumps and you join in on those sometimes and you get a burn for it. So don't join in pump and dump uh, projects, get into projects you really believe have a use case and you know, Bitcoin always is gonna have a use case. You've seen Anthony, uh, the pump uh, just this week, I know Dan Renner as well, he was interviewing him, and you know, he said he put half his wealth into Bitcoin. That's that's He's a very wealthy man, so that's a lot of money in Bitcoin. So the idea is, um, you know, have your mindset right, and, and if you do it the right way, you'll you'll be laughing in, in the long run, and it doesn't even matter. This isn't just apply to crypto. It applies to all trading uh, and all investing. So knowing what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and having a plan that most people don't, I think will uh, save you a lot of pain.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. appreciate the insight on that. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's move on to another topic, man. We kind of touched on it briefly. Uh, Asia Blockchain Summit's going on right now. You Um, you know, CZ is one of the headline speakers. What do you think uh, is going to come out of that?
1: Well, I made a post on – so a couple things that happened with CZ recently. I made a post on – I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but on one of the crypto influencers on Twitter, which didn't get retweeted by Susie till I made this post. So he came onto Twitter and he said, here's why BNB is going to do really well in the, in the long term. I'm actually going to search for that tweet, but basically what he said is, here's why it's going to do really well in the long term. And I was like, he had seven points that he posted on that, and I was looking at that and going, okay, that makes sense, but... The thing is, he missed he missed one really important thing. So if you guys have been in the market right now and you've been watching what Binance has been doing, they did a couple of things. The first thing they did was this whole thing with like Binance US that came out and the next day basically said, yeah, we're pretty much banning all US citizens from using Binance.com, which caused a lot of drama uh, in the industry of course. People are freaking out. Okay, so the guy's name is the Crypto King. Um, he's got fifteen thousand followers on um, on Twitter, and he posted that basically like BNB uh, is going to have a really like parabolic move, or like going to have a really good year coming up. And he said these things before it was actually uh, posted anywhere. He said one is a solution for U.S. traders, two, coin burn around the corner, three, an ID- IDEX. Uh, number one DEX and volume exchange, Binance chain, more utility to BTC, IEO tickets, reduced fees, and then he wrote question mark number eight, and I wrote uh, as a reply, you forgot the biggest one, July 2nd, or he said July 2nd, it could be July 3rd too, margin trading activated, you heard it here first, and then the Crypto King said plus one, and the reason why I said that was because there's a few factors that go into this, and this is something that a lot of people have known me for. I, I call things before they happen a lot of time. In March March 16th, if you guys want to join my YouTube channel, just look up Athena Education. I'll send it to so uh, Wayne can throw it in the comments of the video. But basically, join my channel, and if you go to the very first video that's there, you can see on March 16th when I said it's going to be an April Fool or April Fool's. And uh, I said that we're very likely, and this is probably the third or fourth or fifth time I said it on a live feed, that we're gonna see an April bull run. And so people are like, how did you know? And it's just, when you've been in this industry long enough to see it pretty much dead from the consumer bit level and where you see only influencers and people with projects at conferences that are very big, like Beyond Blocks, um, and, and other ones similar to that, you start realizing like, okay, this, this, this market's about to turn. And so I started telling people that, and there's other reasons as well, like market analysis, but I won't get into it. So, you know, now we come to this point, and I told people that Mainnet was coming from Matic. People saw that. They were really excited. Now they're like, okay, what's next? And I was like, BNB is next. And so they're like, why? Here's Here's a few factors you have to put into consideration. Number one... If any of you have used Binance.com or still using it, you notice that they updated their website. Now they're on the new Binance. You can see margin trading when you go to the uh, tabs. They have actively for a month or a little bit more than that now had people using uh, margin trading, the 1,000 traders that they had using margin trading. They've had liquidations, etc. So where does that all get to? Who is the sponsor, the major sponsor for Asia Blockchain Summit? It is none other than Binance. Why Binance? Why CZ is the keynote speaker for this conference? We look at this platform looks perfectly ready to go. We look at the margin is there, it's just not activated yet. What a perfect time for them to go, all right, we're gonna announce this at Asia Blockchain Week. When CZ does either his keynote speech or at some other point in this week, it would make too much sense with all the FUD that was going around, and the really big piece of information here is, after, not before, after I wrote, you forgot the biggest one, July 2nd margin trading, CZ retweeted this tweet from him. So that was also another really big, uh, you know, wake up for me, it was like, well, that's pretty interesting. So, could I be wrong? Sure, it's uh, if anything's possible, of course, as we know, but that's just something that I saw and I was like, that is really interesting. <laughs> And I mean, I'm sure you also think that's kind of interesting as well. So that's basically where we're at. And that's why I believe Susie uh, will come up with that. Amongst other things, I, he also said that be careful what you wish for uh, once this year. And that was when someone said they're going to be, uh, they're going to have their own stable coin. That happened with a Bitcoin peg and a USDP and DPEG already. And... He just said, be careful what you wish for, because someone said that they should probably burn some of the team tokens, and he said it again, be careful what you wish for. So then he said, like, around the FUD of all the team having all these tokens, it could, you know, offload a billion dollars worth the tokens and stuff. He said, be careful what you wish for for that. So you might be burning some of the team tokens as well. So there's a lot of bullish stuff going around BNB, and I don't think that this whole US thing is really going to affect anything that much. And I think it actually could lead to the DEX, which is actually really great if you haven't used it. Um, if you're a US citizen, you can use a VPN and get on. It's using your trust wallet. So I mean, as long as you, as long as you have like, you know, Winscribe or something, you'll be able to get on the DEX anytime you want. It's a DEX. They can't really bar you from using it unless their IP, your IP is wrong. So you could go to like to Singapore or like anywhere in Asia, say you're there and your IP shows it, you can go on the DEX. So I don't think it's gonna kill Binance completely in the US and I think the US Binance is just going to have less shit coins on it to be completely honest and you'll have better projects because the US regulate them but if you look at Coinbase there's still going to be quite a few uh, projects that I'll still make it on so not too worried I think there's a lot of really positive stuff around that project I think there's a lot of fun around Binance coin right now uh, and Binance itself but I think that CZ is too smart to have come out with all that information just to like you know not just to not like actually have a plan, you know, the guy's really smart marketing genius. So I, I really believe in what his vision is. Can be completely honest?
0: Yeah. I have to agree with you on that one, man. Whenever, uh, whenever they made that announcement about blocking the US, I had a lot of people calling me, should I pull out? Should I get it out now? And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, basically you got to September and on top of that, when, when the U S platform launches, like you said, I, I really do believe the same thing that it's, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be a similar platform with a you know some less less altcoins because some of them, uh, you know, may be too risky to list in the U.S. as far as you know having, you know, projects that may not want regulators coming after them could be deemed a security whatever whatever the case may be. But yeah. you know, that uh, you know, I've always I've always seen even when Binance gets a bad rap, they they're, they're uh, they really got some you know some genius behind some of their decisions.
1: Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm in a project right now. Here's a, a good one for anyone listening. Don't ever use IDAX. Uh, they're a super scam exchange. So I, I joined a project as a marketing advisor to kind of help them with some, some of their, you know, push and it's called blabber. It's a pretty cool project. They have like a mobile, uh, actual real, uh, pro, it's already working their product. So it's not like they're just like going to make something later and it's not an MVP. It's already on Google play store. It's already on app. Like so you can use it. It's a location-based social media platform where like if you go to Spain, you don't know anything in Spain, it kind of like connects you to the places that you could look at and do. So it makes it, it, makes it a little easier to be social uh, on social media and then connect with the people around you and then you know, go meet people, party, whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But uh, they went to do their IEO and IDAX, and IDAX basically like filled up the bar with bots and people were having all sorts of issues getting on and doing their KYC and so like people couldn't actually do their, their stuff. And then we found out that they filled up the, the allocation so fast to be like hundred percent, and then they did it for all these other projects and they scammed all these projects like five million dollars collectively at this point. So be really careful about uh, using that exchange. And this is like um, you know, I think they're out of Singapore and Hong Kong, or no, Singapore and China. So they're really, uh, they're one to void if you're looking at a project to not, uh, if you're looking at an exchange that probably will, uh, not keep your funds safu. <laughs> uh, watch out for those guys. There's a, uh, there's some really shady characters out there in this industry and you don't want to be a quadruple victim, which a lot of my friends were. Um, this is the stuff that, you know, drives people away as well from crypto. But the whole idea is education of like getting everyone to understand what is a good exchange and why I think can save a lot of people. And finance is a great exchange. And why? Because look what they did with their funds. They do the right thing. Uh, and this is what I'm talking about with the blabber. They, they refunded all participants, their Ethereum out of their own pockets. I've never seen a project ever do that before in my life. Uh, just because they wanted to make sure that those people w- were done right by. And if uh, IDAX will ever, you know, give them the money back, they'll just give it back to themselves. And if not, it is what it is. But the whole idea here is that CD does the same thing. They get hacked for $40 million, you know, and he looks at it, you know, he's like, oh, crap and all this stuff. And then he realizes, oh, well, you know, I could make that back in like a month or two, especially if the market's hot. And so doesn't even stress, doesn't bat an eye, gives people their money back and then just keeps pushing forward. And this is the stuff that we need, good leaders in the industry, good leadership. As much as people like decentralization, I think it's actually just a word. It's a play on words for most people because sheer decentralization is actually anarchy. And I'm a big fan of crypto and blockchain but you cannot be 100% decentralized in anything because it just doesn't really work. People have greed and emotions that get behind it. So yes, we can put things like um, a payment system on a decentralized system, but you can't decentralize everything. And so, you know, having leadership is still going to matter in this world and we still need people at the forefront to lead people. Uh, Otherwise, no one really cares that much, you know? (laughs) So, you know, you need to see jobs and you need, You know, you need the CZs and those guys in the industry to really kind of, you know, help push it forward or people won't care. So, um, yeah, I think CZs are a really big player for this industry. And I think he had too much power. And I think some of that got taken back. And there's exchanges like Nash Exchange that are opening in the U.S., which will definitely uh, push the envelope for them. Because here's one thing that people don't realize about Binance U.S. Right now, they're only approved in California. They don't have any state licenses in any of the other states yet. Uh, They have some time to get them, and I don't know if they can get them fast enough, but Nash Exchange has licenses in every single U.S. state. Uh, So it'll be really interesting to see the competition that comes out of this, and even Coinbase will also have probably an uptick in people using it as well. And let's see who who and what they list um, and what projects don't make it and where those projects end up.
0: I'm really curious to see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coinbase has uh, seemed to be adding quite a bit of altcoins lately. I mean, just the past week, uh, they had the. you know, it was nice to see uh, the Coinbase effect uh, back in effect again with oh, yeah. Chainlink, when Chainlink was added. Uh, and we, you know, me and I have a group of guys We were in a group chat talking about it when one of the guys was saying, hey, get in at 235. It just got added to Coinbase Pro, but it, you know, wasn't actively trading it. And another guy was like, oh, I haven't seen the Coinbase pump in a while, which is, you know, for those of you that may not know what that is, that's when, uh, back when, you know, coins were added to Coinbase, it would, it would typically see a, a nice pump with it. And I said, yeah, but that was, you know, the, that didn't happen a lot during, you know, during the bear market last year. But when things, since things have gotten hot again, you definitely see it, see it happening when something's getting added to it.
1: Oh yeah. Coinbase had a huge pump, but I mean, linkchain uh, you know, uh, not link chain chain link. The, the thing about them, which is really interesting, is they never got below their, IEO price, their ICO prices ever, right. like through 2017 to 2018. They're a freaking strong project. And anyone that didn't realize that started to realize that probably a little too late. And I know people that are buying it at 34,000 sats. And I'm like, dude, if you're not buying that for like a super short trade, you should not be buying to hold it at that price. And they're like, why? And I'm like, dude, if MACD could have got a harder dildo than it did, yeah, I've never seen that before in my life on a coin <laughs> do that like and anything. I've any asked even Bitcoin hasn't done something that like that. Like it just exploded that coin over a couple days. And so when you see that, you go okay, well, like that's not a good time to get in. This is like a fomo rally, and you want to be careful of those. So if you ever see that happen, don't do it. Now, the thing about this is something I talked about in my group recently. People have been like, well, you know, all these Ieos and things. I said, well, you got to watch for all the Ieos that are going to start working together. So a couple things that I put together about um, about Chainlink. Number one, who who are they involved with? So obviously they're now on Coinbase, they're on Binance, um, which is both you know pretty big, pretty the biggest exchanges in the world. But then you also look at who was partnered with them. So and they also partnered with Matic Network. And now what does Matic Network do, and why would they connect with with? Uh, you know, uh, Chainlink, here's why. So Matic makes dApps, right? So think of them as like the Google Play Store. So they linked up with LinkChain. Now who's invested in Matic? Coinbase and Finance Labs, okay? So let's look at that. Now they're connected to Chainlink. So you see all the connections we have here, right? So Matic is now connected to Chainlink. Chainlink makes an ecosystem for things that are like, matic so matic creates the dap for example and then they make the micro and then link makes the micro payment system the smart contract system they work hand in hand uh, perfectly so we have this really big connection of coinbase binance matic and link all working together in like kind of unison in this big circle and you look at those and you go, okay, those are projects that are probably going to do extremely well because how many Coinbase ventures have done horrible? Not very many. How many of the Binance Labs investments have done horrible? Not very many. So we look at both of those and we go, okay, this is pretty interesting. Um, and then we also look at things like Seller and um, Seller and uh, Fed. Those are both working together. Uh, and. Which other ones are working together as well? A bunch of the IEOs are starting to find ways to work with each other. Now, why are they doing that? Because simple as it becomes, we're not going to need 2,000 projects. We're not even going to need 1,000 probably. Now, we'll have them there. But we won't really need them. So which projects do we need is the better question right now. And that's what I'm fundamentally looking at. I just met this guy named Tony Evans from uh, Japan. He's working on the Mt. Gox hack uh, repayments. And what's really interesting about him is he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna start doing junk bonds for crypto." It's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Basically, all these projects that have failed, a lot of them have good tech. But the thing is, their tech is gonna go to garbage. Their, uh, their, their blockchain uh, that they built is gonna go to garbage. Their staking mechanism is the garbage, but there's still good tech there. So they're gonna start using." their ability with their finances to buy all these shitcoin projects and make one bigger project with like 10 that do a lot of different things with the tech so instead of like having like all these projects that have failed not have anything value for them they're going to start integrating a bunch of the projects that they buy together to have one core project So it's really interesting that they're gonna do that because there is pieces of tech from a bunch of these companies that are actually very useful, but they're not useful on their own. There's not enough use case. So why don't we take all these e-commerce IEOs that failed or ICOs that failed and put them into one and make a super duper e-commerce site or platform for people to use using crypto. You know, these are the types of things that they have to start looking at. And you know, they're gonna get these companies for a fraction of a dollar because they failed already. And then they're going to combine them and make a super contract, a super company with maybe fifteen IEOs that are ICOs that die, and that's where you're going to start seeing real value. You know, the whole merger acquisition game in crypto is going to be very big because as much as a lot of these projects died, they may have died because of bad marketing. They may have died because it was twenty eighteen and they tried to come to market too early. There's a lot of factors of why a project could fail, but now we have another aspect that's starting to come into the game where people are going, well, there's still good tech. And that's where, you know, blockchain and crypto and these projects are going to start to flourish. When you put them together and you actually let them complement each other and really help each other build, you start having like these super companies, kind of like the big, you know, Apples and Googles where they just bought all the competitors up. Instead of just buying all the competitors up, they're just going to make an Apple or a Google by combining a ton of company or at least try to. So that's a really interesting aspect that's also happening in the market right now as well. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> Something's going to have, have to happen with all those projects as uh as the tech evolves and as projects move forward, because uh, never even thought about that, man. So that's really good insight. I was actually taking some notes myself while you were talking on that one. And, um, like I, I've been working with the, uh, like,
1: I've been working with some of the some of the bigger players in the space on like, uh, we, we do it on the kind of like, uh, not like, hey, look at me, I'm working with this person in the space type of stuff. More like we just work together and try to help each other out. And it's not about competition. And it, it, this is the thing about the space that I drew me in was instead of, in a typical environment in business, it's like, you're making a trading platform, I'm making a trading platform, I'm gonna make my trading platform better than you, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. In crypto, it's not really like that. It's like, yes, your competition, but like how can we work together to benefit each other and this is the different mindset than traditional business because in crypto it's always like help each other out you know i got your back you got mine i need something i got it and i can help you with something else and really like kind of like building an ecosystem of like knowledgeable friendly helpful non-funding non fomoing type of individuals that really focus on the goal of the space my goal right now of the space is adoption I do I do grassroots things like teaching grandma and grandpa how to use crypto and like everyone's like how the hell do you how do you tell your grandma to use crypto I'm like does your grandma have a phone They're like yeah okay let's just do a simple task download trust wallet upload some some bitcoin to that trust wallet maybe some dash or other ones and just trade them together as a game, or call it a game with your grandma and start trading coins back and forth who cares if you burn a little bit of gas or anything like that just do it and they see it's really easy. Then pull out your phone, do the QR code scan and let them see how easy that is. Then let them go to the grocery store, whatever, and find a grocery store that uses it and then let them scan using like the, you know, a Wirex card or anything like that. Let them actually like scan and actually pay in crypto. When they realize they can do all that, it's not a huge task. They are they start going, oh, it's not that difficult. Now they don't have to have a huge wad on their phone or a huge wad anywhere. They just have to have a little bit and start using it because it's the whole the idea of crypto is to use it. So. You get that going then you get your kids involved at home you get them their phone you know they don't have to be old my son's like four years old and he already figured this stuff out show them how to transfer a little cryptocurrency you know make it a game okay there's a qr codes on the wall you know print out a couple of your qr codes for different projects and you just have them go on the phone and scan the qr code and like accept the payment and stuff you just get them involved and it makes it fun next thing you know they're like ah daddy can i do the bitcoin game and stuff and you get them excited about it and then as, uh, as they get older, you can start educating them about economics and, you know, why, what crypto is and all that stuff. But at the, at the point, is just, like, getting them involved. So at, at grassroots level with little kids, just get them using it and, like, seeing it and make it a game and make it fun. And, you know, try to give them as much knowledge as you can as, as a little kid. And as they grow up, of course, by the time they're in high school, you can really get them at the point of understanding it. And I even had my high school students when I was still teaching. Understanding Bitcoin, and they were coming to me. I knew when it was time to get out. When my high school students were coming to me, Mister Joel, do you see Bitcoin today? Mister Joel, do you see Bitcoin today? Hey, Mister Joel, I got my parents to buy me Bitcoin. I was like, all right, I'm out because <laughs> uh, when you see that, you know that um, you know it's it's a FOMO rally at that point when your kid, your students are buying it. But the point was that they got interested, and I know right now they're still interested because now they're like, whoa, it did come back, and it is really interesting. And so it's something. Um, to get them excited and economics wise, it was really fun to teach. So yeah, overall that is like my super big focus. Get, you know, grandma, grandpa, give them their first little bit of crypto. Give your brother, your sister, your uncle, your dad, the first little bit of crypto, let them use it, play with it, you know, and then get them like something like a spend card or something else, like in a wallet that they can actually use with their like, like Fiat and go and use that as actual money. And then they see that, oh, crap, these coins that they thought were just play and, you know, like Monopoly money, they could actually use to buy stuff. Then it's really interesting for them. And then they see like, okay, let them hold it for a while and let them hold Bitcoin since it was like 6K. And even if you give them $20 worth and they see it double, they're like, holy crap, it went to $100. I should have invested myself. That's when you started getting them hooked. And that's when they become like I was after, you know, 2013 when I first invested in you know didn't look for like over two years three years and my friend called me up in 2017 was like hey man did you see bitcoin i was like yeah it died he's like no 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 no." i was like well it's pretty much dead like i have it still but he's like no no no, no. if you held you're good i'm like okay why he's like it's thousand dollars i was like really <laughs> it was like 900 something i was like really he's like yeah i was like holy crap all right well i guess the og did in me did uh pay off and then you know, that's how I started realizing where this asset class could go. And that's when I started really doing more research in like January, February, 2017 of like, where is, what is Bitcoin really? Like, what is it really trying to do? Is it really a speculative asset class? Or is it something that is going to somehow refine how we, you know, do our, you know, how we, how our financial system works. And then you start doing research in the global financial crisis and you really start seeing why Bitcoin's inception happened. And you also realize that Satoshi is not one person and it's not Craig Wright. It's actually a group of people that came together to fight this bailing people out who basically screwed
0: everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I saw, uh, I'm trying to think of a quote I saw today it was something about a bank. Um, give, someone, give someone some money and they'll put it in a bank or uh, teach them how to start a bank and they'll rob the world or something. Yeah.
1: That sounds about right. <laughs> be your own bank, man. Get a treasure, you know, spread them out, and be your own bank. I know exactly what
0: it was. They said, give somebody a gun and they might rob a bank, but if you give someone a bank, they'll rob everybody, It'll rob the world, or something. Like
1: that <laughs> uh, that sounds that sounds pretty accurate. To be they yeah. have and they do. Like, yeah, charge me two percent for my own money every time I withdraw it. Charge your yeah. money. Charge money to take it out. Charge your money to move it. You know, oh, I live in Thailand, you know, so it's like, oh, I want to send money to my mom. Okay, we're going to charge you $40 on a grand. And you're like, why? Why are you charging $40 to send $1,000 home? That's a stupid amount of money. So I like tell my mom, like, mom, get like a wallet, XRP, and then I'm going to connect you to Coinbase. And then, you know, I'll send you the XRP. It'll take one second, and you'll have it there in Canada, and you'll be able to take it out at $999.99 and then some. And, she, and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, just, just figure this out. Like, learn how to do it. I call my brother like, to yeah, teach you how to do this. And uh, you know, when, when you're like a student, when I was a student, like in paying off my student debt, like that was, you know, a pain. It was like, every time you send money home every month, you're losing $40, you're losing $40. And that, and that adds up like compounding because you're paying interest on that loan, right? So yeah. giving people the ability to understand that they don't have to do that and waste money you're starting to see it like all over the place. And like I'm not uh, a huge proponent of one or the other, but all cryptocurrencies cheap, right? Like compared to the banking system, even Bitcoin's cheap, BNB's cheap, everything's cheap compared to what we have right now. You're not paying six different people in between and waiting three days for the money to get there. Like even PayPal, you have to wait five to seven days to get your money out of PayPal. Like, how is that benefiting you in the long run? Does it benefit you, you wait a week for your own money? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. If you have that on a Bitcoin wallet, you can send it to your bank and, and like get the money out the next day in some in some places at least. Uh, so yeah, th- there's a lot of benefits to this industry. I think a lot of people need to start waking up to that if they haven't yet. I think they started to now, but we really like, it's up to us, like that's the, the really big point. If you're listening to this right now, it's up to you, not me, not, you know, Ian Bolina or any big influencer, it's up to the regular people to help people get involved in this because if you don't get them involved in five years, they're gonna be like, I should've got involved. I should've got, I should've listened to you, but just do stuff to make them start looking at this as a real industry and not just as like some Pinocchio money and stuff. Let them use it, let them interact with it. Give them places where they can spend it. And all of a sudden, they'll start realizing that too. And worst of all, or best of all, Give them something or even hold some for them. Tell them, like, give me $100, I'll hold it for you. And just invest $100 in, like, a Coinbase, in that Coinbase where you can, like, spread it out in five different coins and just put in those coins and leave it. And do that $100 a month. Get them to start with something small that they can afford to do. And if it's $50, it doesn't matter. Because if this asset class does hit that $100,000 in a few years and they have 0.5 Bitcoin, that's gonna be a crap load of money that they may not have ever had an opportunity to get. It's life changing for a lot of people. I have friends that became billionaires last year, I'm sorry, in 2017, and now they're billionaires yet again because they believe in this asset class. And the thing is, my buddy Larry Harmon started with $8,900 of Bitcoin and became a billionaire from that in seven years. So think about that. Let that sink in and realize what that actually means. Think of the Winklevoss brothers. Think of all these guys that became extremely wealthy because of Bitcoin. They didn't spend a lot of money on it. And the thing is, this industry is infant. It's infant. Like, if you really look at this industry, if we had the money gold did tomorrow, I'd be a, like, I'd be a multimillionaire tomorrow just because of gold. If we had $7 trillion, that would mean our industry would go up so much that I would instantly overnight become a multi-billionaire. Like that, or not, not multi, but multi-millionaire. And some of my friends would be trillionaires. <laughs> i not trillionaires, but close, like have, have more money than some of the companies in this world. So the whole idea is that this is so small and it's going to get so much bigger. And then we look at cash in the world. If Bitcoin be replaced all cash in the world, you would have 0.02 or something like that. It might even be less than that per person in the world. That's not including the Bitcoin that has been lost like mine were when your hard drive died and Bitcoin was not worth the money to recover at the time. You know, that's the stuff that you have to understand is like, uh, if you get it now, and this is not financial advice, this is just like, this is revolutionary advice that if you get it now, before everything starts to get to that real hype cycle because we're not there yet, I think the average person who got burned last cycle in 2018 are not gonna come in till we're over 20K. They're going to see over 20K, 25K, then they're going to come in because they're going to be like, okay, now it is real. And that might be the time where we actually have a blow off top again and move down before we go to 50K. So it, it's something to also take note of that if you wait too long for it to be at a certain level, you also lose. So the idea here is like what you said, Wayne, little bits at a time. You don't have to throw your whole entire stack in it, and you never should.
0: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. So, all right, Coach K, so tell us, tell everybody where they can find you at. I know you kind of talked about it a little bit throughout the interview, but tell everybody where they can find you, what platforms you're on, and uh, that way they can connect and follow you.
1: Yeah, so on Twitter, it's just my name, Joel Kovshoff. so J-O-E-L-K-O-V-S-H-O-F-F. Uh, you can find me on there. Uh, I post on there different things like charts for free and post analysis for free. I talk about all this stuff. It's all free. Twitter, of course. Uh, I also have my site, athenaproject.trade. This is where you can get involved with our trading system um, if you just want signals. We have that as well. It's all integrated into a platform in a Telegram bot, so you have both, but it's really easy to use. We have videos on my YouTube channel if you look up Athena Education, so just check into that. We have a full explainer so you can understand how it works and how simple it actually really is for a new person to get started. And then through that platform, we also have education and uh, lots of other things that uh, you can get involved with. And I'm really approachable. You can find me at uh, Joel underscore Coach K on Telegram as well. And I also have a group on Facebook uh, that's called Block Traders, and Athena Education is also on there as well. So lots of uh, lots of places you can find me, connect, and uh, I'm really happy to talk to anyone. I mean, Ask Wayne, he hit me up, and I messaged him the same day. So very happy to talk to anyone about crypto. I'm a very big proponent of the industry
0: and always uh, happy to help all projects and work with people. Awesome, Joe. I appreciate you joining us today. and. uh Everyone, I want to thank you all for listening in and we will catch you on the next episode.